What is good, everyone, and welcome back to the Nostalgia Post Ultra Podcast. My name is Nostalgia. Joining me is As Told by Zoe. What's good, my guy? Hello there. Hey, man, I'm excited to be back again. Uh, it's funny, with this with, with this month of January, we've actually been somewhat consistent making uh, episodes, so I'm kind of like, kind of happy about that. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for all, everybody who's been tuning in and listening to our podcast. Uh, we're going to, I know the next, like, three, four months are going to be kind of hectic. We might either go on hiatus or try to do some episodes sparingly. We'll just see how things play out. But, um, hey, you know, you get four episodes in a month, which is, which is something that we haven't done in a long time. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, before we really kick off anything in the episode, I want to uh, fact check myself, kind of. Um, I know I talked about Bungo Stray Dogs in the last episode, and I want to make sure that I'm saying the right shit. <laughs> so <laughs> so when it comes to stuff like, uh, so I was correct in saying that all of the people who are considered gifted in the show are their names and their powers are based off of um, books, and uh, books and or authors in world literature. So I'm correct on that one. So like uh-huh. Japanese, Japanese world literature, like for the, the armed detective agency, all of their their people are named after Japanese poets and Japanese book writers and Japanese other authors and stuff like that. There's an evil corporation from North America. Funny enough, like the American, the American group of, of gilded or special people are, are gifted are, uh, are evil. So it, they're called like the guild and they're like the all North American, they're all North American titles. So you have HP Lovecraft, Mark Twain, John Steinbeck, Margaret Mitchell, Edgar Allan Poe, Lucy M and, oh. and, and that group. Yeah, is, H, is the HP Lovecraft guy racist? No, he's just a weird. You know, he's a weirdo. Like I think he's like, he's like. I think they. I forgot his power per se, but like I think he didn't. He didn't make up Cthulhu, did he? Or was that like uh, Lovecraft? I think he did. So like, it, I think it has something to do with that. That's his uh, power. Well, even if he didn't make up Cthulhu, you know, all those monsters are considered Lovecraftian. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, so there's him, Mark Twain. He is not Mark. None of the people in this show are, are, are from the American Guild are racist, just because you know what it is. But like, yeah, Mark Twain, uh, who does have like his powers called Huckleberry and and Tom Sawyer. Um, you have John Steinbeck, whose power is called the Grapes of Wrath, which is pretty cool. Whoa. Yeah, and then Edgar Allan Poe. His is. Oh, let me look his up. It's, it's like it's it's the his the name of his power is a combination of two books that he wrote or two poems. It's um, the Black Cat and the Rue Morgue is like so based on the Black Cat and Mers and the Rue Morgue. Like he just they the the his powers like combining both of those is the name. Yeah, and then you have like Russian, like a Russian guy, Fyodor Dostoevsky. I don't know how to say his last name, but he wrote Crime and Punishment. The guy wrote Crime. Yeah. Was a Russian book? Yeah, it's a Russian guy who wrote that. So basically, he's like a Russian enemy. So he's he's like in there too. His is pretty. His power is pretty cool too. But all the the powers don't necessarily like match up kind like of to the book. Late. Yeah, kind of. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Like okay. Um, like the girl, like Margaret Mitchell for Gone in the Gone with the Wind. Like her power, her power is like the ability to like cause tornadoes and shit. Like she can just like you know, <laughs> you know, is this is that's like her power. But like other people's don't a hundred percent line up. So like, but it, it's still like pretty cool like to have that. 
kind of correlation there. So yeah, just wanted to fact check myself and make sure I'm saying the right things. <laughs> I'm just like saying nonsense on the pod. <laughs> um, so the real topics for today, we got some video game stuff and we're going to kind of go through the uh, the seasonal anime lineup again. But I, well, Zoe wanted to start off with two two certain topics regarding like video game stuff. Which one do you want to start off with first? Do you want to do like, you want to talk about Atlas? Or you want to talk about Fire Emblem? Um, let's start off with the, with the, the more serious one. Okay. Let's just get that out of the way. Gotcha. Um, you can go ahead. Your floor is yours. For the past li- literal year, because I played Persona 5 for the first time a year ago. Um, I've been, I've been a pretty big Atlas fan. Since then, I've played uh, it's Persona Five, Persona Four, uh, Thirteen Sentinel Sentinels has been on my radar. I played Catherine. I've kind of you know done the YouTube stuff on all the Shin Megami Tensei games. Uh, I like their I like their shit. They make very good, very thought out RPGs. But what I've noticed, and what I've heard a little bit about, um. It's it's kind of weird. It's like a double-edged sword because uh some of their games tackle like LGBT stuff. Yeah. And like I guess the end goal, I think you can tell like they're not trying to be uh mean about it or like homophobic. Like their end goal is kind of just like I th- I think their end goal is like to talk about it, to bring more awareness to it. But uh, you know, uh, every every country's different. You know, America. I feel like a lot of Americans, especially young Americans, bring more awareness to it in a, in the sense of like, hey, be nicer to gay people, be nicer to minorities, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I think it's still illegal to be uh i think gay marriage is still illegal in japan um so when when they bring stuff up in their games they kind of play it off as a joke and it's a little odd sometimes um and this is coming from a straight dude but even (laughs) i like even i look at some of the stuff and i'm like really like in persona 4 uh kanji Kanji is is a party member. Uh, the way that game is set up is uh, you save party members from their dungeons, and then after they join you. Um, so Kanji's dungeon is like this really big bathhouse, just full of men. Yeah, and then like when you kind of when you look, because the whole thing is like. He's like, oh, you know, talking to girls is scary. What if I get rejected? And he has this crush on an, another party member of yours, uh, Naoto, who everyone thought was a guy. It's just the way she dresses is very boyish. And then when you get to her story... um. It's because she she's like this pro, pro, prodigy, yes, prodigy detective. 
And then in, in that field, it's a lot of, it's like very male oriented. Yeah. So when you get to her, when you, when you get to her story, she's like, they not only disrespect me because I'm a child, they disrespect me because I'm a woman and I'll never be, I'll never be male. Like it's this whole thing. So Kanji kind of questions himself. He's like, damn, am I into, am I into guys? Which is like, the game is centered around kids. So that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of normal. Yeah. That's kind I, of the, I, yeah. Cause you, you know, like they're, you kind of go through like a formative yeah, period in time where like, you're like, Oh I mean, do I, do I not? Or like, what do I, like, who am I? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of they're one of those things. They're in, they're in high school. And I feel like, you know, people, people start to question themselves. Um, yeah. In high school or in college. And then that's fine. But then, the, for the rest of the game, your your f- best friend in the game, Yosuke, is always kind of like throwing jabs at him, and he's like, "Oh, for like for like kind of liking guys." Yeah, and and then the whole thing, it's like because Kanji ends up like, "Oh, I had a crush on uh, on Naoto, who happened, who's a chick," so it's like kind of figures himself out. Yeah, but then like Yosuke like throws jabs at him, and he's like. Oh, like when they go camping, it's like, shouldn't you be sleeping in the girls thing? And he's like, it's not like that. And I'm like, uh, I'm, like I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, this game's from like 2007. Yeah, it's whatever. But then I play Catherine. Uh, the original Catherine came out in 2011, but Catherine Full Body, which is what I played, came out in 2019. So keep that in mind. Okay. In, in in this game, they they add a third girl. So there's K Catherine, your girlfriend, C Catherine, the one you're cheating with, and Q Catherine, who you just call Rin. How do you how do you spell Catherine with a Q? Okay, replace C with Q. That's it. That's really stupid, by the way. But you just call her Rin. <laughs> Okay. And then like in the in the beginning of the game, she's getting chased by a stalker and then she has am- amnesia and it's like, okay, like weird anime shit just to add a third girl. Um throughout throughout the game, you have more of this like brotherly uh vibe with her. But you know how, you know, the Japanese kind of have this brother sister thing going on. Um so she is a again they're not related but it's just the way he acts yeah it's kind of it gets yeah it gets kind of weird yeah uh she's the more you know innocent younger looking one than the other captains oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. um but then there's there's a point in time because since she has amnesia she doesn't know where to live so your character puts her up in an apartment next to yours not for nefarious reasons it's just like i'm helping this girl out uh he hears a thud and he's like what the so he goes to check the doors open and he go he comes inside and he's like oh rin what happened she fell over she's naked on the ground and in the way the camera is placed it's blocking her crotch but she has no boobs so she is a he, but in the game oh. they won't 
in the game, they won't say like, oh, she's trans. No, Vincent just goes, are you a guy? And Rin's like, oh, yeah. And then like it gets and then it gets kind of weird because Vincent is like, oh, my God, I've been attracted to this. What the hell? And then again, and this is why I say they're not homophobic because uh, Rin tries to like touch him to be like, hey, is everything okay? He slaps her hand away. And that's a very big issue. Like the whole thing is like, like one of the other characters is like, yo, why the, what the hell? You got to apologize. You got to make things right. Like, you know, that's who she is. You know, she should be accepted. But, but then like the character that tells you that is canonically a trans woman. She, she, her name's Erica used to be Eric, not creative with the name. (laughs) Um, so like they do all that stuff where it's like, Oh, she should be accepted this and that. But when the game came out, they like dead named the character in like this weird way, like in the, in the credits, it was like Erica Anderson in parentheses, Eric played by, Oh, so it's like it's like this weird thing where like I think they're trying, they're just they, they're not ca- doing they're kind of cr- swinging and missing. Yeah, they're not doing a great job. Not doing a great job it's, with it. Instead of hitting a home run, they're like getting a bunt single. Like I guess they're getting on base. <laughs> they're getting on base, but they're not really they're not scoring. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't think it's a problem. I'm not saying like don't play Atlas games. I'm just. As as a new Atlas fan, I just found it, you know, a little odd. Yeah, it's definitely odd. I think their heart, potentially, and again, I and this is some coming from somebody that has never played a single Atlas game ever. Their heart may seem like it's in the right place. I think they're they're whiffing though on it. They're whiffing because they really could oh, just. No, go ahead. I go forgot ahead. about the I forgot about the worst part. Oh no. <laughs> um, like I said, the whole point for the Rin storyline is yes, she might be trans. She has amnesia. She should be accepted. It's fine. It doesn't matter. That's who she is. She shouldn't be uh, scolded in any way for that. Um, But then it turns out the reason Rin had amnesia is because she's an alien. You've got to be kidding me, dude. Are you serious? It happens to be in this get in this third game. She's not she's not a chick. She was an alien, and then she just forgot that she was an alien. So, are like, uh, is in this case, like, are are aliens supposed to be like gender fluid? Who knows? <laughs> At this point, what are we talking about? Because you know, again, Atlas was just like, oh, haha, funny alien. You know, this came out 2019, by the way. That's what I'm saying. That's insane. But like I said, I it's it's the the uh, the culture around uh, LGBT stuff in Japan. In Japan, yeah, I that think, makes sense. I think is is a lot less uh, progressed than here. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely um, yeah, it's not been the progress I guess made in America is not nowhere near 
the progress made in in Japan. I guess it's uh, like I said. I don't think I don't think they're bad people, and I don't think they hate gay people. I'm just saying it's it's just a little weird. They probably have a lot of like straight dudes in the office that are making Definitely. these oh, games yeah. that like are like, hey, let's you know make sure we have a good some coherent storyline when it comes to LGBTQ, uh, DB, uh, that kind of community. But then their their pitfall comes from the fact that they're all straight. You know what I'm saying? They don't really understand it fully. Yeah. So like, yeah. That may be the case where like the heart's in the right place, but they just don't have the the experiences needed to fully flesh out a real story that actually is a home run instead of just a bunt single. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So So yeah, I think that's <laughs> their hearts may be in the right place, but they're not doing a good job of execution. So <laughs> Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Speaking of Japan, I know you would talk I know and Video game in general. I know you talked about uh, wanted to talk about Fire Emblem and how many hours you put into it in recent times. Bro, so tell me about your Fire Emblem experience now. Okay, so I think I think you know, but maybe the the listeners don't know. Uh, one of my favorite game series of all time is Super Smash Bros. Love Smash. Um, I'm not a big competitive game guy. But I think Smash transcends that because I like big crossover stuff. The fact that Minecraft Steve can fight Sephiroth is fucking sick. It's insane. (laughs) Um, So because of Smash, I've decided to like play more games from the roster. I like being... uh, uh, I, as I call myself in my friend group, the legacy gamer instead of the competitive gamer. Uh, because of Smash, I played uh, uh, Final Fantasy, Mega Man, uh, Animal Crossing, and now recently, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem Engage came out on Friday. It's my first Fire Emblem ever. And it's fucking fire. I don't know if you saw the video I sent you yesterday about my units. No, I didn't I didn't get a chance to look at it now. I have DND level notes of every single unit that I have. Cause you can only have 10 units out on the battlefield. And I think right now I have like 18 units that I have to sit through and every unit is different. Like the main character, your main character, Alir, he's a, as of right now in the story, sword fighter, regular sword fighter. Yeah. Um, But swords break axes, axes break lances, lances break swords. So I have a sword fighter and then my girl Yunaka that I sent you yesterday with the star in her face. Yeah. She's a thief. She's the only thief I have. But she's bonded. That's another thing in this game. There are rings that you bond with old Fire Emblem characters. So Alir has Marth. Yunaka is bonded with Makaya. So she's a thief, but since she has Makaya, she's also a healer. 
Huh. And then and then I have Vander, who's an axe wielder, but he's cavalry, uh, cavalry, so he's on a horse. That means he can move farther. But I have uh, Boucheron, who's also an axe fighter, but he's not cavalry, so he's not that fast. He can't move six spaces. He can only move four. Um, but then there's Jade, who's also an axe fighter, but she's armored. So she takes less damage, but more damage from magic wielders. Oh, man. And then, and then there's Chloe, who was a no because I didn't know how to use her. But now I do know how to use her. She's a Pegasus rider, meaning she can move like someone on a horse. But since they have wings, she can go over obstacles. Oh, okay. Okay. I see what you're going on. Yeah. So what is the, hold on before we go any further. Cause I've never played fire emblem. It's, I know it's turn-based, but like, is it kind of like how like rabbits was where like you're moving around shit the whole time? Like, or XCOM? It's a, yes. It's a turn-based tactical fighter. Makes sense. Okay. But you know, rabbits, you can shoot from far because everyone has a gun. Yeah. The, I saw someone tweet, um, Fire Emblem is anime chess, which it, it, <laughs> it kind of sounds kinda like is. it. The way you're explaining it, it kind of sounds like anime chess. Because, you know, some people could do some things. Other people can do others. Uh, mages and archers can obviously attack from far away. And if you attack from far away, if you attack from close, the enemy has a chance to counterattack. That's why every Fire Emblem character in Smash has a counter. Yeah. Because if you're right in front of each other, the enemy will get a hit, and then you can get a hit in. But if you attack from far away, there's too much space in between. They can't counterattack. So, playing this game, I've had to learn a lot more strategy than just Luigi shoot far luigi shoot now (laughs) (laughs) um and another thing that's very interesting about fire emblem that i'm i'm not playing this way because if i'm playing this way i would have lost people the original fire emblems were based around permadeath meaning if you lose an ally they're dead you cannot get them back. So I, I'm playing I'm playing a more casual mode. Because if I was playing classic, I would be a rat. I, w- I would have be- dude, my mage died in the tutorial. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh no. So I was like, oh my fucking god, thank god I'm not playing holy shit. Classic. <laughs> It didn't last a tutorial. That's insane. It's a hard game. It's a pretty hard game, but it's really fucking fun. The story yeah. is nothing to write home about. Um, It's very generic. You are the chosen one. It's a chosen one kind of story. Um, Which I find kind of... I just hate how everyone... Because you can name your main character. Yeah. When it comes to that, I usually just keep their names. Like, 
when I played Final Fantasy VII, Cloud was Cloud. I didn't name him anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but because you can name your main character, vo- the voices never say your name. They just call you Divine One because you are the Divine Dragon. Yeah. And it gets to a point where I'm like, every it sounds like everyone's kissing my ass, and that's annoying. Just, <laughs> they're not like treating you like a person. It's like, uh, it's like you're just like you're God or something. Which that's... sometimes it's funny. There are they make some jokes around it, but other times I'm. It's like if you could just say a leer, I think this conversation would have just sounded different. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, and also, last thing I want to point out about this game. Uh, the developers are a team under Nintendo called Intelligent Systems. They make uh, Fire Emblem, Advanced Wars, and the WarioWare games. Yeah. Um, whoever is their designer, motherfucker is horny. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because there are now three women in this game that I was like, Gadzooks, you know? Yeah, it's a pretty pretty crazy, huh? I sent you Yunaka. Mm-hmm. That's my baby. And then I sent you Chloe. Yeah. My other baby. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Chloe was the one that she, on my list, she was a big no. Because she kept dying. But now I know how to use her. And now like so I mo- you moved her I up. moved her to potential switch outs and i've put i've learned my lesson god i love this woman <laughs> <laughs> and that was all like the video i need to watch the video when we get done recording because that's pretty funny just having like <laughs> a detailed list of everybody you have that's pretty good but i know so one thing i funny enough we were, we were talking about fire emblem today because both of us saw these really stupid tweets <laughs> about fire emblem uh Bro. Was it yesterday, right? Was it yesterday? Yeah, the game came out Friday, yeah, yeah, so yeah. all the tweets came out yesterday. Yeah, 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 so people are kind of upset about the localization of Fire Emblem and like the translations and what they're using for certain dialogue options and other stuff like that. And there were two two main issues that I thought. People were getting upset about like the way they use, like when you choose your character, you could choose to be either a male or a female character. Oh, and it says choose your form. And choose your form, right? And people are like, I hate the localization. They keep making shit woke. It's so dumb. I'm like, guys, what are we talking about? Like, I've never played a Fire Emblem game. And I had, like, I scrolled through the comments to see, like, somebody, like, did somebody give me any more clarification on what the deal was? So apparently, like you said, like, you're a celestial dragon. So when it's, like, you have to choose, like, a form to be in to interact with the humans in this world so it makes sense it would make sense that he would that the dragon would be like let me choose a female form or a male form of a human body what are we talking about right now (laughs) what are we doing (laughs) i guarantee you if this game came out like on the gamecube it still would have said choose a form yeah 100%. 100%. Like, play the play the game first. Play the game. <laughs> Please play the game first. And then, um, what was the second one? Oh, it was, the, it was the localization with the dialogue options for that young child. Yes. How apparently young. in Japan, the Japanese version, you could low-key, like, 
make that like a romance option for you. But in the American yeah. version, it's like, oh, just, you know, like come with our like our, our, our traveling party or something like that. Yeah, so she she's an optional unit. Um you you have to do a side quest to get her. Um you could do side quests to get a lot of optional units and you know, if you want an extra axe. That's what she is. She's an axe fighter. Um She's not it's not even like oh, she's actually 30 years old. She's just drawn that way. No, she's a child who lost her family and she's trying to find her family. That's right. what it is. Exactly. And in, in Japan, the whole thing is like, Oh, I'm really young. And then you're the main character is like, well, I'll wait for you. It's like that kind of deal, which is like still bad. It's still creepy. It's still bad. And in America, they just changed it to, oh, we're business partners because that's her her quirk is that she's a merchant. Yeah. Yeah. But but the way people are talking about, they're like, oh, censorship is wrong. Bitch, don't bring, don't try to make yourself sound righteous by, by talking about like, oh, I know dating kids is bad but this is censorship no man what are we talking about like it's literally just the fucking normal people aren't mad that you can't romance the child yeah like what are you talking about absolutely just like i can excuse pedophilia but i draw the line of censorship what what do you mean (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) what do you mean like bro come on there are there are three women in your party that are stacked and you're mad about the child. <laughs> no, literally like, do you not want to look at these nice of age women that are on the, that there are in are the game already? Bad bitches on your team, bro. <laughs> That's insane, bro. Yeah, no, I just, I, Seeing the Fire Emblem tweets out now and, and people complain about localization is actually kind of insane to me. So, um, so yeah, you know, if you are a Fire Emblem fan, you got you got some great women on your roster. Why are you don't try to romance the child or don't get mad when you can't romance the child? That makes no sense. That's insane. And if and if you're a Fire Emblem fan who's more partial to men, you got Vander, bro. Vander, he's the old uh, horse guy. Yeah, do the so if you he's choose badass. the if you choose the the woman character or the the female form, do all like the the genders of the uh, of the characters you're in their party change or is it all, are are they all the same? No, they all they're all they're all the same. Okay, so like I'm I'm I picked the male form and mm-hmm. Anna's still a girl. Okay, that makes sense. I thought they would have changed it around because I thought that that'd be kind of cool if they like change the genders depending on what you pick. That's a lot. That's a lot more work. Voice lines. To, oh yeah, to that'd, record. that'd be insane. Yeah, I, like thinking about the logistics of that, that'd be insane. I think. Trying, I'm trying to think back to Smash. The first Fire Emblem character that they did two genders for was Robin. Yeah, because in Smash. 
the characters you can change the gender for, there's both. Like Rob, there's a girl Robin and a boy Robin, and there's a Byleth, right? Girl Byleth, boy Byleth, girl Corin, boy Corin. Oh yeah, about forgot about. So I think in in uh, in Fire Emblem, at least starting on the DS, you could just choose a boy or a girl. Mm -hmm. But I I thought they were silent protagonists, but I figured out they're not. This game, I've sent you some clips. Like I said, the story's whatever, but it's pretty fucking funny. Really? I sent you the clip of, like, uh, the first fight you do after you've been asleep for a thousand years, and then you wake up, um, and your handlers are like, oh my god, there's monsters here, what do we do? And then he, the, the divine dragon goes, uh, okay, first Will, and then you get cut off by Vander, and he goes, fight them? Okay, I'm behind you. Your bravery knows no bounds. And he, yeah. And your character goes, no, let's run. And then cuts, he goes, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think he sent me that. That's funny. Okay, the game is 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 pretty goofy at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Oh. A big thing about this game is you're at war. So whenever you defeat uh, an opponent, they're dead. They die. Like, this they're isn't, dead. Yes, this isn't, you know, Nintendo, Mario, uh, Pokemon, I fainted. My Pokemon fainted. Or I'm knocking this guy out. Nah, they're fucking, you know, swords, axes, hammers, dead. They gone. They gone. Yes. <laughs> so, sometimes you, you'll defeat an enemy unit and your character will say something just like, you were a good fight. You were great while you lasted. Something like that. That's crazy. <laughs> That's one insane. of one of your main character's voice lines after he kills someone with not only a sword, but the power of a celestial dragon. Plus, my main character is bonded with Marth. So he has ghost powers as well. After he kills him. He just laughs. He's just like, oh, <laughs> and I was like, that's what? insane. <laughs> you just murdered somebody. That's crazy. It was crazy. That deranged. That's <laughs> so unhinged. All these emblem ghosts can just be part of his imagination. That's insane. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, Firem seems like, with with like the, the tactical aspect of it might you know change my mind. I think that sounds a little more appealing. Just like the four row, the 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 row, and then the row, and they each go and do something. You know how I feel, but I say this every time you talk about a turn based game on this podcast. I say it every time that it's like, I don't like them. I do have, I think I do think adding like a tactical aspect to them definitely makes them a lot more appealing. So Fire Emblem may be another one of those games on that list to play if that makes sense so every everyone says um the last fire emblem three houses has a better story but th that this fire emblems the last fire emblems combat was good they say but they say this combat is like holy yeah okay because there's so. a lot there at least from what i see with the with the emblem rings and 
and uh, like if you bond with one of the emblem rings you can get their their powers and like i it, it feels very in-depth mm-hmm. that's good though so yeah so i good might game. i like it so far i might put that on on my list to play as well all right shifting gears now there's only there's not that many shows i want to talk about too much uh i will say i don't know if you watched high card yet it is 1000 percent like kingsman and now you see me kind of oh, I, I said now you, now you see me in the what did i the last uh, i said it in the last episode but i meant to say kingsman because exactly what it is so i i'm gonna watch a few episodes today because i, I think, uh i think there's only there's only two out now so you got time so yeah um because i haven't caught up caught up i'm only one episode behind on trigun but i saw your tweet that you said it got dark dude it got so dark oh my god is it it good yes no like what i mean like because you know you did you finish the original trigun or did you get pretty close uh i got pretty close so you've met knives already right you met millions you saw who millions knives is you met him already Yeah, 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 yeah so their take on millions knives in this new one is I'm not going to make the case, but I think how he is as an antagonist is, is might be better than the original one. I don't I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to look, 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 no, I don't want to do because they're essentially, it's just like essentially the, the, their motivations for being evil, I guess, or these are the exact same from what I, I assume mm-hmm. would be. Cause like, and like how Vash and knives got like estranged as brothers it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same. They're following that same kind of track record. But mm-hmm. you encounter knives like for the first time, pretty late in that story. Like you encounter like we, very, very late. Like you hear yeah. about him. You like you hear like his name. You all this other stuff, and you kind of see glimpses of it. But you never, like you don't really get Vash and Knives meeting until like episode what like twelve. Not even. No, no, no. Episode like Bro, eight or nine, right? I want to say maybe closer to 15. It's pretty fucking late. Yeah, like it's late. Because there's, I think the the OG, the OG had 24 episodes, right? Mm-hmm, I believe so. Or so I think yeah. it's, I think it's less than half of the episodes that you meet Knives. Yeah, so like this is episode what three? Yeah, four, <laughs> three. It's early, yeah. So so it's super early, and like you're meeting him now, which is the crazy. Like you meet Wolfwood first, you meet a bunch of other people before then. That's like you know that you encounter on your on your journey. You meet Knives in episode three, and that shit hits the fan so fast. And I think it's really cool like to have that kind of thing because like they made it so because like you know the original is um it's like the ventures of vash mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it goes let's hit the they hit the plot button in like episode 15 you know what i'm saying yeah. so like it's mostly about just like vash's adventures of trying to like an understanding who he is as a person until like you get later on in the show this one is like we're gonna talk about we're gonna have a plot for real for the, from the get go. Like the first two episodes, yeah, we can joke around, have and be cool, whatever. But like we're having a story now, 
And I think that's really cool how they did that. Um, not to get too much into it, but knives is powers and certain abilities that Vash and knives have get alluded to in this episode and knives powers are exponentially better than knives powers in the, in the original because, because knives and Vash have essentially the same ability. Right. I think it was, or like, cause they, they have the same it's, gun. They got yeah. that big, like how their arm turns in that, like their gun and their arm turns into that little, like that crazy deranged, like big beam and shit. Like they both had that. Knives has some totally different power in this one. And it's like, and it's very fitting with his name. So like, I think it's really cool how they did that. And once again, the animation is phenomenal. Yeah. The animation again is phenomenal. So, so yeah, like if you, yeah, I definitely, you definitely need to check it out. Like after we get done recording this episode, because like how they animate and like do his power is so cool. And I think it's, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see like how the rest of the story goes from now. If they're already introducing knives this early in the, in the story. Cause we haven't even gotten to Wolfwood yet. We haven't even met him yet. I know. I know. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Nier, because I need I need answers, my guy. I need answers. Bro. Bro. I need explanations. <laughs> so as, as the resident RPG guy, um watching this game, watching this anime, like episode two, I, I finally I see I never I didn't see it last week. Episode two, like focused on on really humanizing which is a funny word a small subsect of the machines like you were saying their eyes turn yellow so they're they're not hostile um, yeah and that is to show I, did you see episode three Yeah. Okay, so that is to like, show I've, that I've, like I've, I'm all caught up on all episodes. Okay, that is to show like a, a fucking you know nine S in episode three is like they're just they're just repeating things. They they have no souls. You yeah, know, that is that is uh you know he's kind of conflicting with himself there. Um. But. In episode two, you know how the little robots were calling the big one Big Brother? Yeah. That is ripped straight from the game. Like, there's a side quest where you have to help this little robot who has a flower in her, like, head. So she identifies as a girl, even though she's a machine. They have no gender. She's yeah. like, oh, I need to find Big Brother. And when you find Big Brother, he's like, oh, I've worried little sister. Like, that is straight from the game. Um, and, and so is, in episode two, those, like, weird cuts of of them telling the, uh, the machine's story. And it looks like kind of like paper puppets. Yeah, that's really cool, by the way. I thought that's that was really cool. That's straight from the game that story of them saying like the robots found treasures the treasures were all different shapes and sizes they do the exact same thing 
with the paper puppets and everything in the game. Oh, wow. It's like a straight one-to-one cutscene. Yes. That's cool. And then in, in uh, also in episode two, the, the big brother robot, he learns about how to take care of flowers. He's sitting on a pile of TVs. That is a side quest in the game that you could completely miss. There's a robot who lives underground and there's TVs everywhere. He hangs out on a pile of TVs. You could completely miss that. It is not necessary to do that quest. Wow. I thought thought was also really cool. Yeah. So this Um, is cool for like you, like being able to play these games and then seeing like stuff like that kind of pop up. And then in, in, in episode three, Lily, Lily is a new character. I well, here's the thing. She's the leader, and I don't remember if the leader's name in the game was Lily, but she wasn't that big of a character. It was just like, hey, this is the resistance camp. Good, good, good huntings to you. Like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and this one, yeah. she seems a little bit more active in the story. Also, when she goes to the jukebox to play a song, that's also yeah. in the game. <laughs> Really? Yes. What like does she play a specific song that might be in the game or is it like No 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 you can go to the jukebox and play just songs from you know the orchestra the soundtrack. Yeah. Did but did like Lily when she went in there did she play a specific song from the from the soundtrack? I'm assuming she did. Uh I don't remember. I'm pretty sure she did, but I, I, I specifically remember the uh in episode two, when the robot is like trying to grow flowers, that song yeah. is like the the theme or the overworld theme of Mir. And it's so fucking sick. Um now my biggest thing that I want to talk about though. Uh Jackass is more prominent in this story. Jackass is a real character. Um, yeah, she reminds me of Hanji from AOT. A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. Um, in that mission in the game, Jackass does not join you. You just go to the desert alone. But in this one, she goes to the desert with you. Uh, those those machines that you fight in the desert, in the game, they, they look like that. They look like tribes, people. They have war paint and all that stuff. I thought... Oh, it's just a reference to the first near that they look like that, that they're wearing masks. Uh, no, no, no. This show confirms because Nine S hacks into the big guy. Yeah. And then and then he witnesses a memory of the tribe from the first game. Huh. Okay. And so like all those people cheering and then even the robot says rule 904 rule 904 the whole thing with that with the leader of that tribe in the first game was that they have to follow rules they have to that whole tribe even if they want to do something new like i don't know fucking i want to pick 
purple flowers instead of red flowers. It has to be made a rule. That's why they have so many different rules. And then when you finish like the side quest from in that area of the game, it's really funny. Instead of just not following rules, they'll just keep adding more rules, which is like, oh, rule 958. You don't have to follow rule 29 anymore. Like, it's just really funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I didn't really so get it's, uh, it's that part directly connected. And what's crazy to me is that this ge- this near automata takes place in the year 5012. The first near takes place in the year like 31 something. So there's like 20,000 years, not 20,000, 2,000 years in between. But there's something there that could be connected. It's the same world. It's it's just it's yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, it's that's really really cool. I need you to explain, or if you if it's a spoiler, don't you don't go too much into it. But I thought the emergence of who I'm assuming are the Adam and Eve characters that we had talked about way early. Um, I'm assuming that those are those characters. Their introduction was very cool i think the um i don't know i think so i guess adam falling first like the the creation of adam how he came out on the ground and then uh near or to be nine s fight him and then like they they kill him pretty quickly might add like it really wasn't like a crazy fight like they just they both just stabbed i was not expecting i was not expecting that much like gore i'm putting on air quotes for the audio people gore from an A1 Pictures type title. Cause like they, they stabbed him and it was like, it got ugly. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And then uh, Eve popping out of his rib. I was, as soon as I saw the rib pop out, I go, oh, that's fire. <laughs> Bro, the rib comes out and you can hear it break. And then an arm forms over it. I was like, that's cool as fuck. I was like, that's cool as fuck. Um, but my, my, I, I, I have don't a remember question, if it was that cool in the game, but it was fucking I, cool in the show. I have a question though. Mm-hmm. So, are they it are Adam and Eve like essentially they essentially like kind of like 2B and 9S because they're like robots that are that like for some reason get, look like they have like human skin on them? If it's a spoiler, don't answer the question. But it seems like they're almost the same. Uh I it's it's not that I can't answer because of spoilers. I'm just gonna say you're you're th- you're thinking correctly. You are thinking the way Yoko Taro wants you to think. Okay, so at least I'm on the tra- right track then. I guess. Yes, you're not missing a point. You're not going oh haha that looks cool and not thinking about it. You are on the you're on the right path. Yeah, because it, it threw me off because like I obviously knew as soon as like a humanoid type body fell from that little like cocoon thing, I was like oh that's gonna be like the Adam and Eve characters. Like I already kind of expect that to happen. You know, you see that you see the promo art, you see all that other stuff, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to come at some point. And so like, I saw that fall. And I, and then all of a sudden I saw the little thing where they like, like they're like human bodies, like weaving and forming. And I go, I mean, they don't really explain, haven't explained yet. Like how nine S and two B were built or created or whatever. So 
I so like they may be they might have some correlation there. So that was, that was like that my my thought process, I guess. So I guess I'm on the right did track. You, did you notice what the machines were doing when Two B and Nine S found them, like right before Adam and Eve were born? They were like freaking out for something. They're like right before before that before that Uh, i don't remember they were okay so there is kind of like a meaning to all this but i'm not gonna say it just yet yeah Um, go ahead it's fine like they were mimicking uh and this is mimicking because you know they are machines they don't have human body parts but they were mimicking human like one was cr- oh cradling a baby. yes 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 two yes the, yes yes two of them two of them were trying to simulate sex but they don't yes that are reproductive organs so that was like, freaky as hell i was like what the fuck is going and then, on and then there's a they don't they don't show this one fully but you could kind of tell because it's in the background one of one or two of them are trying to simulate like oral sex like one's laying down okay, and then the yeah. other one is banging his head in between their legs. <laughs> I was like, bro, because I, I got the, fir- the, 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 like the original, like they're like trying to simulate sex. I was like, yeah, fine. I was like, what the fuck is that other one doing? He's just straight up headbutting <laughs> the bottom. I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> and then there's one that's like that's cradling, funny. uh, like a baby, but like in yes. the game, if you, if you look in the cradle, it's like just garbage. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's it's, you know, that's all I'm gonna say. They're trying to s- simulate human things. Yes, and then like I think Nine S says something about it, like how, like they're just they're just robots. They don't have human, whatever or whatever. So, and it's kind of it's kind of hard to tell because there's no English dub for it yet. But like when they, when they first see, this big pile of of machine life forms or machine whatever like some of them are saying like hello nice weather and then there are others that are saying like it hurts kill me pain yeah i noticed that but it's hard because like it'll it'll be at the top and what you have to read is what ninus is saying on the bottom <laughs> yeah it makes it definitely like difficult with the subtitles yeah. but it is what it is i think you can kind of if you can kind of catch both it's fine and then also they don't it's not one of those things where like you miss it and all of a sudden you got to like rewind like a whole two minutes. I, th- I do think that's like, that's kind of helpful where like for the most part, you can kind of gather what's happening on screen without really having to see both sets of subtitles. So that yeah, helps. you definitely can. That definitely does. Um, now does help. I know they're kind of going on a hiatus cause there is a little COVID outbreak in in japan uh which kind of sucks but you know everyone stay safe i hope uh but what i really need to see in the next coming episodes is a certain song from the game where it's it's like an orchestral like it's a fight song so it's kind of like but the 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 underlying rhythm of said song is the machines saying as a group 
they're all saying become as one become as one and it's the creepiest thing but i love that song really oh man yes i did yeah definitely them to pull that out but yeah I, I think it's crazy like they have the the covid outbreak and then i think a1 pictures in general also has like other titles they're working on at the same time so i think they're getting stretched pretty thin and this covid 19 outbreak also like hindered that as well so i saw like a tweet about like people talking about a1 pictures and the delay for near and people and like not even like a week ago people were talking about mappa and how like they're overworking their people how they keep adding new titles and like you know the running joke is like mappa workers MAPA never get to their, yeah they never get to their families and this that yeah. and third or whatever and i think there's some there's some uh some slights you know truth to some of those jokes like Every it seems like every every major title that's coming through in the anime world, Mappa is just picking it up, yeah. and like it's just one of those things where you know you got to question like, are they overworking the people that they're um, employ employing, or is it a, a situation where they have enough workers to actually to do the job? I guess, and like with the Attack on Titan thing getting split into two parts with the finale, I think that's that was part of it where like they have, well, they have so many, they're getting stretched so thin that they need the right capacity of people to like work on the titles, which I think is crazy. Cause like, honestly, this doesn't need a two part. It doesn't need a two parter low key because mm. according to people that have read the manga, funny enough, like I haven't read it. I've been trying to hold out so long to not read this manga because I want, I wanted to experience the, the anime, like, you know, first time experience, like with everybody else. Yeah. But cause so so according to people that have read the manga, like there's only eight chapters left that they have to adapt. Yeah. So having like a two core or like a two parter doesn't make sense with eight chapters because you really can you can make up eight chapters in four episodes or like five. A lot of people are saying they might not follow the manga though. That's what also yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Like they it might be like an anime original ending and those I don't know. I feel like anime original endings have like are very hit or miss. Like on the, in the times that I've seen them, like the like some of my favorite stories that have been anime only, I think only one of them has like a decent ending to the story, and that's that's yeah, the but original. No, go ahead. Apparently, the AOT ending sucks. It's I wouldn't say it sucks. I think people it's polarizing. I'll say that people say okay. people either say it sucks or people say it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Where it's like, you know, I just feel like a lot of, it's very, it's very common for a lot of really good stories to kind of have mediocre endings, which is, yeah. which, which is crazy to think about. Like, like I also think, you know, I think like the way Bleach ended was like super rushed and like, it wasn't a great ending to the story because there was so much else they needed to cover before the story ended. They kind of just like Kubo just threw a bunch of stuff together. Which yeah. and the, which is a valid criticism of Bleach. So it's like, but there are so many others. Like even like some like like Naruto, for instance, too. Like that felt kind of, but the the ending wasn't that great either. Or there's not there's not too many stories you could really look at and say, yeah, that ended the right way. I think and ending I, anything is hard. Mm-hmm. Super hard because especially the way stuff works over there, where it's like 
you may have a bunch of plot threads and a bunch of plot lines that could potentially get explored and, and capitalized on. But then the production company you work for says, yeah, you got to wrap this up in 30 in 30 chapters. You got, you know what I'm saying? So, so it's like, it's like kind of hard to do all that in 30 chapters without either missing stuff, skipping stuff over, not developing characters and stuff like that. There's criticism. So for AOT, people are like, people are saying like the ending sucks or it's like, Hey, it's not that bad of an ending. You know what I'm saying? And I, uh, when it comes to like the track record of anime only endings, I've only seen maybe like in my own experience, like there's probably more, there's only one ending that I think is okay. And that's the, the original full metal alchemist was anime only was like the original. Yeah. Cause you know, there's, there's the original and there's brotherhood. Brotherhood is like brotherhood's one-to-one of the manga but i think they came out with the original full metal alchemist as the manga was still ongoing and so like you know it yeah. usually gets it I, gets that part they passed it mm-hmm, they get to that part like episode 12 or something like that where they pass the they they take over the, the manga story so now they have to create their own original anime uh, anime ending and i don't i think that one wasn't bad i think it, i think they stuck the landing on that one i can't remember exactly what they did with it but i know they they kind of stuck the OG. Yeah, they stuck the landing with it. The two other two I'm referring to that that two are my two are some of my favorites that just the anime only ending sucked was Soul Eater and and Blue Exorcist. Soul Eater specifically needs wow. a reboot, and I Soul Eater needs a reboot because essentially their anime only ending kind of dismantled the world building and like the power oh, system. It dismantled the power system in the world building because, like, it was something they introduced something that sh- that wasn't mentioned or, like, wasn't even a possibility until, like, right before the ending. You know, you know, like the main character is getting beaten and they need to figure out some way to beat the main boss. So they finally come up with this crazy power up that gives them the strength to do whatever. Right? Yeah. So, like. When it comes to Soul Eater, it's been forever since the anime's out, so I don't really. So the spoiler or whatever is not a huge deal for me. The uh, but spoiler warning for Soul Eater if you really want to go watch it, because um, I think it's great. Besides this, besides like the point, so it diverges at episode twelve, and then basically, so Maka, the main girl, her dad is a is like an actual like weapon so like there's meisters and weapons and the weapons yeah. can like take the form of people or whatever so maka's dad is a weapon and he and he was like the he was the weapon for uh lord death which is like the main like guy like the main like leader of the of the group of like weapon meisters and stuff like that so at the most random of time when she's trying to like beat this final boss this this final final villain she also herself comes to the realization that she also is a weapon at the same time of being a meister which doesn't make sense if you which doesn't make sense because like rules that's supposed to be rule yeah it's supposed to be certain rules and stuff and like at no point do they mention maka's lineage as a half human half weapon they don't mention that at all like like they just like they just kind of they go yeah like Maka's father's a weapon. Maka's mother, I don't can't remember if, if she's like passed away. Or she left. I think regardless of that, like the mother's not in the, in the family's life anymore. 
So, so like at some point, are you going to say, oh yeah, Maka's also a weapon too, but she decides not to use her ability or something like that. Or they don't mention that during the canon parts of the story. They just throw Mm -hmm. that in at the end and it's like, what are we talking about? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, but it's just, that was kind of one of those things. But uh, I hope that when it comes to AOT's ending, they stick the landing or they just keep it manga canon and just, you know, and see what people think about. Cause like uh, people, like people taking this stuff way too seriously. Loki, <laughs> uh, we've kind of gotten through what we wanted to talk about today. Haven't we? Uh, yeah. Um, I kind of want to end our anime talk with, I said I was going to do this last episode, but I never got around to it. I kind of want to, for the first time on this podcast, I'm giving a hot take. <laughs> oh, I didn't, get to do, oh. I didn't get to do it last episode. I didn't get to do it last episode. So when if to know me is to know that I don't have many hot takes when it comes to anime. Like most of my, I don't take a lot of anime stuff too seriously. And most of my opinions are pretty mild or, you know what I'm saying? It's either, you know, like it's nothing crazy uh, when it comes to my, my, my anime takes. However, there are two main takes that I have that I feel like are pretty hot takes that people might look at me a little bit weird for that I might have to defend at some point in time, just depending on whatever happens. But uh, one of them is a more recent hot take. And I feel like I'd have, in order to explain myself, I would, ex- I would spoil like a lot of it. I think, hot take has to do with monster and since i read it and i and i watched the anime i feel like i can't give that hot take and explain myself on the pod without spoiling it for you oh, so shit. i don't want to do that so i won't go i'm going to go with my original hot take that i've had for a long time and it's uh it's pretty funny and my hot take is that i don't think kuroko's basketball or kuroko no basket however you want to call it should be classified as a sports anime. And now if people hear people hear what I when I say that and I and I obviously think like duh like there's basketball in the title what do you mean it's not a sports anime? Obviously like like sports is a part of the show. Like I'm not going to yeah. basketball is a part of the show. It's in the name. I'm not going to sit here and say like that's not true. My thing is though as a basketball anime, when it comes to basketball, it sucks. Like when it comes to the game of basketball, the show sucks. If, however, if you look at the show through the lens of a battle shonen slash power fantasy anime, it's a good show. Like if you really just like, because the my my issue is that you can only suspend your belief for so much of a yeah. of a show you know what yeah. i'm saying and when it comes to kuroko's basketball like you have to have a lot of suspension of belief to really enjoy the basketball elements of that show because in actuality it actually sucks like i'm being dead ass serious I, I i don't hate the show because i view it through a battle uh battle fantasy or power shonen lens like yeah. so but if I was to strictly judge it on a basketball level, it sucks. Bro, what was think, the, what's the main character's name? Uh, Kuroko. 
Kuro- oh, okay. sorry, I haven't seen it. But fucking yeah, that's fine. We talked about this. You were like, oh yeah, Kuroko isn't like people don't notice that he's there. So what? The other team thinks these people are playing with four people. That's what I'm saying, right? So, so okay, there's one. Me- there's one teammate that's not blocking anyone. Right. Exactly. Like, what are we talking about? Okay. So, to, in order to make my point, I want to issue two or three three different uh, points of emphasis. First being that the superpowers thing, when it comes to uh, sports anime in general, you always have the the idea of imagery. Right? Like, you know, in Haikyuu, you have the crows flying. and Aisho 21, you have, like, these, like, imagery imagery of, like, when people are running the ball, like, they look like they're huge tanks and shit. Like, um, when it comes to stuff like that, like, imagery is a huge part. Im- imagery and metaphor are a huge part of sports anime. When it comes to Kuroko's basketball, though, those are real superpowers. Like, that's not – those – I think it, it, it takes, like, the imagery part of, of basketball and – pushes it a little bit further toward the point where it's actually superpowers and they're superpowers because is the difference between superpowers and like special skills that people have is that when you have like the certain skill or a certain ability that you have or certain weapon that you use or your fit your best your play style whatever right when it comes to stuff like that even if the defense is able to stop it or prevent it or something like that or even if you like use it it's not like there's some kind of drawback that you have from using it or using it too much or something like that, right? I'll take Blue Lock, for example. When it comes to Blue Lock, everybody has like a weapon or whatever or some kind of thing that gives them an edge when they play, right? When it comes to Isagi, Isagi has this really good spatial awareness of like where everybody is on the, on the field and has the ability to like, oh, excuse me, has the ability to manifest goals just strictly on that spatial awareness right the only the thing that hinders him is not him using it too much to where something happens or is like a drawback it's a situation where he isn't on the current level enough yet to where he can do it all the time or and he's not like the best he's not the strongest he's not the fastest not the most athletic not the most agile so all those physical attributes hold him back from unlocking his spatial awareness to the fullest extent and if he uses it a lot like most athletes do like most athletes do he gets exhausted mm. because he's like thinking running moving like trying to do all these all these things in the field and if you think about it in the lens of soccer it makes sense like you get tired from trying to do all these things at the same time right so flip to croco's basketball right just from a basketball standpoint, right? I know you, you, again, you said it. Kuroko as a character literally doesn't make sense unless you suspend your belief enough with basketball. Because like nobody plays four on five. Like you, like this is coming from, okay. People might go, Taylor, you're thinking too much into it. One, you might be true. You might be correct on that. Two, like, let me just get this off. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I, coming Hold from up, somebody cook. exactly coming coming from somebody who used to play basketball collegiately like the, I, you know what i'm saying like i played basketball a long time it is f- almost impossible to not it's like it, in very rare cases do you not notice somebody on the floor you know what i'm saying like it's not yeah. like 
like people can like lose people like you may lose where your man is when you're trying to guard them or something like that but it's very rare that people just forget somebody is on the floor that like never happens you know what i'm saying so with Kuroko's power, Kuroko's ability is like he's so unassuming that he's able to like slip past and be mysterious enough to get in position to like redirect passes to his teammates or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it only and like once and it wears off once people start to actually play basketball. Like literally, his, the drawback to his power is that he's essentially useless when people notice him on the floor. So if you were to use it for, so if you were to look at it through a strictly basketball lens, his power doesn't make sense. You see what I'm saying? His power doesn't make sense. It's like, uh, it's like you take, you take the, like the drawback and you just apply it to real basketball. Once you step out on the floor, it's like, okay, who are you guarding? I got him. I got him. I got him. I got him. You know what I'm saying? So if you already know who you're guarding, did you already know <laughs> that he's not going to be useless? If you quote unquote don't notice someone on the floor, you're kind of getting benched. <laughs> Literally. Like, come on. Okay. And then the, the second thing is when it comes to the powers thing, it's like, it's like there's a character you can have. So when it comes to drawbacks or when it comes to certain like abilities and stuff, right? There may be people who have abilities that counter other people. Mm. Like I'll take, like again, with Blue Lock, for example. I think Blue Lock is a good mediator between real life sports and like somewhat fantasy because the, the, the style of which like the, the, the story is placed, like it kind of teeters on that line. There are people like that are defenders that like have their, they, they have like a name for their, ability to like stop plays from happening or something something like that right like their ability to like be the right place at the right time as a defender is there that's a counter to isagi's uh spatial awareness Mm. however it doesn't negate him from using it it just makes him have to work harder to use it if that makes sense it doesn't negate it from using it he can still use like he can still use it but like he has to find a new way to like unlock a piece of like, cause they use it like when it comes to like unlocking pieces, he has to find a new way to like, to circumvent that guy's ability to stop his plays and still be successful. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. When it comes to Kroko's basketball, there's a player, there's two players that have similar abilities. There's, there's Kisei and I forgot the other guy's name. Kisei's ability is to, he has the ability to copy any move that he's that he's ever seen and do it, I think, better than the original person did it, right? Mm. That's his move. So his special ability like to be, is like a copy ability. There's another character in there who has the same copy ability, but when you do the copy, when he does his copy ability, he does it in his own style and therefore steals that move from you so you can no longer do it. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? That's so crazy. If you're like, if you're the guy on your team that's like the best three-point shooter, and in the middle of the game, you can't shoot threes anymore, but 
this this random guy in the other team can like with your same jump shot and everything right like okay <laughs> like literally there's a the play i remember like because i remember watching it is a play i remember where this like really cool like a moment in the in the anime where, like this guy like dribbles through like three people does some crazy shit and like finishes at the rim makes a makes a layup or whatever makes a real like like the animation was great the um like the movement jelly. the movement was good yeah like it was a really cool like a really cool sequence right that same guy does it like two plays later and then they flash to the original guy and he has this weird like you know the anime uh, that that yeah. anime, like wide eye moment and How he tries to like chicken right exactly he tries to dribble and can't do it anymore. He tries to like make a move and can't make the move anymore. I was like, "What? What do you mean? Like, did you forget to dribble after seeing that guy do the same move as you?" His power is the yips. That's I know we talked about that. Yeah, his power yeah. is the yips, which is giving people the yips, which is insane to think about. So yeah, like I just think you know if you look at Kroko's basketball from a lens of like this is a battle shonen. Because it's, it's, it's in Shonen Jump. It, like, the manga's in Shonen Jump. If you look at it from the lens of a, ba- of a power fantasy battle Shonen type of lens, the show is very enjoyable. Like, I think it's really cool. But if you were just to look at it from, like, a basketball perspective, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. I think, because what, what, made, what made me, like, think about this was there's a new... Chinese like Dongwa, which is which is called it's called Left Hand Layup, and it's getting turned into an anime. I don't know if it's gonna come over to like oh I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's part of it. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna come over and like be on Crunchyroll or wherever. I don't know if it's gonna get put here or whatever. But like I saw like a TikTok on it, and I'm scrolling through the comments, and people are like, oh, and people are like, oh, you know this new basketball anime, which is the best basketball anime of all time. And the lack of people saying slam dunk was really getting on my nerves. Cause like people, I was like, oh, Croco's a basket, Croco's basketball. Uh, it's it's the it's goaded, it's goaded, it's the best basketball anime. No, it's not. It's not even a it's not even really should be classified as sports anime. Because I don't it's, think because it, it, it's not. <laughs> it's the Dragon Ball Z of basketball anime. Like, bro, if you thought of if you really if you look at if you look at Kroko's basketball through the lens of like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, it yeah. makes it way more enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's my my big rant. I think uh, I could continue to defend it. I just think yeah, if you the suspension of disbelief when it comes to a show like that can only go so far. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you can have people have like special abilities and all these other things like that. But like, Oh, I didn't even get into, Oh, I didn't even get into like the main, one of the main guys, uh, um, abilities. There's like a guy, I forgot his, what is his name? He's like, has red hair. He's like one of the main like groups of, uh, people. Oh. you know, you know what I'm talking about. The the tall guy that's not really friends with Kuroko, but then becomes friends with him or No 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 not him, not him, not him. There's a different red headed guy. He's like one of the main Never mind. He's one of the main and like antagonists of the show. Like oh, so I don't know. His ability essentially like it's it's called like Emperor Eye, where basically you can like kinda like where you can like see everything that happens on the court and like predict predict moves and stuff. 
but he's also does one thing where like he can make any change of direction does not matter how simple but people always kneel to him because he's the emperor of the court so like literally he does a simple crossover and buddy's like ankles buckle and i'm like that's his power his power is crossing people over exactly i was like you've got to be kidding me (laughs) like it's it's so it's like (laughs) it's like it's like he has like a fucking Sharingan where like he just he just fucking he puts you like a genjutsu where you just fall over at the slightest like change of direction. I think that expl that explanation is really fucking funny though. <laughs> People kneel to him because he's breaking he's the their king. ankles. He's the king of the court. He rules that's, all. He's the emperor. That's kind of fire. It that's is kind of fire. But if you look if you look at it from this uh perspective of like a battle shonen, yeah. But it's like, <laughs> if you look at it through like a basketball lens, it's like we're like a sports anime lens. You're like, what the fuck? All he did was just, he just bounced the ball from left to, to a left hand to his right hand. And the guy just like took a knee. It's like, what, do, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I, might, <laughs> I might post this clip on Twitter see, or, or anywhere and see if it gets any kind of reaction. I think it'd be pretty funny. Um, I'm willing to defend this uh, wholeheartedly, like 1,000%. I'm, very, I'm, I'm willing to defend this one. <laughs> I'm willing to stand in the sidelines and see the chaos. I'm not – yeah, I believe that I won't get cooked because I feel like I have a solid enough argument to where people can generally see my side. I feel like some people have, like, hot takes where they just say some stuff and don't really have the ability to back it up, and then pe- they get cooked because, like – they can't make coherent points about mm. their take. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Everything I, everything I laid out is like, it makes sense to me at least. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I might make a, like a longer video on it. I said I was going to do that a long time ago. Cause like, I've always wanted to like talk about like sports anime because there's a lot of like hidden gems. I think like, I think people need to, watch like ace of diamond i think it's really fucking cool haikyuu is really cool there's like a couple of different ones that i've, that I've watched over the years that are really cool and i want to kind of get into that sports anime bag and i feel like that's the video i kind of want to start with we're just explaining my points into like more detail when it comes to stuff and like that so so yeah i guess be on the lookout for that because i might get to like scripting it out at some point in time so sure. so yeah, yeah, yeah but uh before we go you got like, any quick um music recommendations my band put out a song look it up fanny by good soup gotcha Uh, the lyrics are literally about nothing (laughs) i uh i tap i tapped into my beck writing style just random gibberish every line yeah fucking fire though yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely a fan of that so i got stuck on my head on the way back home from from class when you said it to me. It definitely got stuck in my head. <laughs> Good. That's the point. Um, but yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, so I know Ben Beal is a we're both of us are big fans of him. Uh his song called Lungs, uh featuring the lo-fi producer Patsu. It's really good. Um, I think he's in the beginning of his rollout for his album. I think, I think so. 
because like he's been posting a lot and tweeting stuff. I think the album might be called like Sign My Cast, which is which is a very like on brand thing for him. And I think it's pretty funny yeah. as well. So um, I'll definitely be excited uh, for that. So so yeah, um, hope you guys enjoyed my hot take. I may end up titling the episode this hot take that way people see it a little bit sure. um or not i'm not sure we'll see uh or it's gonna be fire emblem is anime chess i think i'm gonna name it that either i'll go I'll, I'll, pick the, I'll pick the, the two between that um so yeah uh that's all we've had for today i'll see you guys next time i've been nostalgia as told by zoe peace out